It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Is Antonio Gibson already running back number two in Washington? We saw some interesting developments in the way running back snaps were distributed on Tuesday at practice. We'll discuss that and more on this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and we are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Chris, you are not Logan Paulson, so let me correct that. Uh, there we go. We are we are on YouTube, and that is the beauty of live streaming. Um, and we're also available on the new WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate Washington, D.C. has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. No matter how you're joining us, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first View every single day. I am David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Commanders Country, covering your Washington Commanders. My co-host Chris Russell is one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, which you can find live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. And Chris, real quick, want to give a shout out to everybody joining us live on this stream post-practice with the Washington Commanders on Tuesday afternoon. If you are joining us live, drop where you're from, how you're doing, drop any questions or comments in the live stream. And of course, if you're catching us after the live is concluded, drop them in the comments as well. We'll collect them and address as many as we can at in uh, future episodes. Thank you guys again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. If you're watching on the WUSA 9 Plus app or on YouTube, either way, we appreciate you for being with us, David. The way Washington, the Commanders, were using Antonio Gibson on Tuesday certainly raised some eyebrows. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but first... The team made a bunch of roster moves uh, today right as kind of practice was going on, and then one big one here late this afternoon just before we went live, and that is Troy Apke has been waived uh, by the team. He's been dealing with a calf injury, but he was not waived injured, uh, and Troy Apke is no longer a member of the Washington Commanders. Uh, Also, Samus Reyes was put on the reserve injured list. Alex Arma, a fullback, was also put on the reserved injured list, and we'll get to some technicality and rules about those two designations in just a sec. Guard Dion Calhoun and cornerback Devante Busby were also released as the team had to go from 90, uh, or all teams had to go from 90 to 85, but technically Washington gets a roster exemption for David Botta. Uh, So even though they let go of five guys, um, you know, this is where we're at. Bada obviously, again, uh, stays on the roster uh, because of that exemption. But I, I guess we start 
with the big reaction, and that is to Troy Apke, who was a fourth-round pick, I think, in 2019, if memory serves me correct. Um, so under the previous regime, and yet it never really worked out as a safety, then a corner, but he was good on special teams. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He was he was a contributor on special teams, and you know, look, there, there's value to be had there, and there's something to say about a guy who can build a career uh, out of being a special teams contributor. But I think when you look across the spectrum of the National Football League, outside of kickers, long snappers, and punters, you have to kind of provide something else if you're going to take up a position spot in order to really last on an NFL roster, right? And even then, you like you look at the Devin Hester's of the world, you know, arguably the the best return man. Uh, in NFL history, I'm sure that other other candidates are out there for people to argue about. But because he wasn't this this great presence in the wide receiver room and, and what have you, um, he wasn't a guy that necessarily stuck on one roster for his entire career. He, he ended up kind of bouncing around a little bit, and, and and that's kind of the way that things go. And you see this from time to time with other players that when you're really good on special teams, you can keep your job for for a few years, a handful of years. But eventually, you got to find a way to contribute to the defense or on the offense, depending on what your position is, or else a younger guy that can also run fast and tackle and make good reads and kind of has this like missile mentality where I don't care if I blow myself up in the process, I'm going to do what I have to do. So you admire the traits and the, and the characteristics, but eventually you have to contribute. And, and I think when you saw him move from safety to corner, it's kind of like, okay, let's see if we can get Troy uh, to contribute to the defense there. And then you see him move back to safety. And I actually remember talking to you about this earlier in the OTAs and kind of mini camp processes. Like it's interesting to me that AFQ is moving back to, to safety because it kind of felt like the team's like, okay, well, corner didn't work. Let's move you back to safety. Maybe see if some more instruction in another year in this system can get you where you want to be. And for me, that kind of signaled maybe his time was running out uh, mm-hmm. with Washington. But then at the same time, I mean, this is a guy that's been talked about having his time run out for, for a little while now. So you almost kind of wonder if that time was ever actually going to expire. Right. He was almost a zero on defense, whether at corner yeah. or safety, as you mentioned. I remember in Ron's first year and this staff's first year, David, he was a demon in training camp. I watched him every day, you know, just like you get to watch the team now every day. Right. He was awesome. And then the lights turned on for real, and he was completely lost and completely out of, you know, fish out of water. So it just didn't work out. He was raw coming in as a safety prospect. He -hmm. did, uh, again, help and contribute on special teams. I will point out, this is not so much a, oh, ha, 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 Troy Apke really stinks, so that's why they let him go in that first five. This is also a, hey, this kid has worked hard for us. He's he's tried. We're going to give him as much of an opportunity to catch on with a team before everyone else gets cut and, you know, a thousand players or whatever it is actually hit the free agent market. So remember yeah. that that's usually a sign that a team, OK, we've made a decision. We're not going to go forward, but we have respect for what this guy has brought to the table. So, again, it shouldn't be a major surprise, especially when you, you factor in that he's been dealing with a calf injury off and on here uh, throughout camp. All right. The other major move, I guess, or notable move is Samus Reyes to the reserve mm-hmm. injured list again with Alex Armand. We gave you the other cuts. Uh, earlier. So, David, there's some technicalities here, and I wanted to read um, just because um, it's complicated, right? Um, So Samus Reyes and Alex Armal, but specifically for Reyes, 
Uh, according to a team official and spokesman, they said a settlement, an injury settlement, can be reached within the next week and the player is released from injured reserve with the settlement. That's pretty standard fare. But because it's happening within the next week, and again, only within the next week as it was explained to us, the player has the ability to then be signed back to the team at a point later on in the season. I don't know exactly that point yet. I still have to get uh, clarity on that. Yeah. Um, but then there's also if no settlement, again, is reached within the next week, the player continues to rehab uh, under team um, you know, control and until healthy, and then when healthy and when determined healthy, presumably by a physical or maybe by the doctors, the player is then released off of injured reserve. But here's the caveat. At that point, he cannot rejoin the commanders at any point in this same league year. So that brings us to this. It's likely that we see Samus Reyes and Alex Arma waived with an injury settlement so within the next week so that they can at some point rejoin the commanders. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's absolutely something that is that is certainly possible and and something you could see happen. And that's something that people were kind of talking about as the news was coming out uh, that right. Samus was among the moves that Washington was making uh, on Tuesday that, you know, potentially there was a way that they could finagle it uh, to where he could actually end up uh, coming back to the team. So it'll be interesting to see how those things uh, work out. That's just kind of one of the the quirks of the NFL and, and the way that, you know, people talk about like salary cap and it doesn't exist and, and all these things. And it's just kind of one of those things that that we'll have to kind of keep an eye out on for loophole purposes and, you know, all, all these other factors. But something else, Chris, that we have to keep an eye on is Antonio Gibson and his hold on the number one running back job in Washington with the commanders because that uh, that position might be getting a little slippery between his fingers. And I don't mean to poke fun at uh, whether or not his uh, hands are built. That's that wasn't that was an honest uh, uh, comment. So. Um, but either way, it's almost start of the NFL season. I love this time of year. You love this time of year. And our friends over at Elias Game Plan love this time of year. If you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the National Football League. Here's what I love about the app. Elias Insights helps me know that my game strategy is backed by numbers, not just my intuition. So take my advice. Download the Elias Game Plan app today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level. NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store or the Play Store today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks once again for making the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Again, your first listen and or your first view each and every day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, however you play, 
Get the latest NFL fantasy football, uh, fantasy draft tips from Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty. Plus, starting August 22nd, we're bringing you daily top 10 lists for fantasy draft week as you get set for that season. Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Of course, we have grades coming up. Oh, yes. School is almost back in session. Some schools are already back in session, but we are taking out the report card for the commanders with our friends at PFF uh, coming up in just a little bit. But David, Antonio Gibson, as you noted uh, and as you saw with, uh, again, your own eyes on Tuesday and Monday uh, to some degree, although Monday was a little bit of a different workout uh, for mm -hmm. the commanders, was working with the first, second, and third team offenses on, yeah. uh, again, Tuesday, and also working with the special teams personal protection unit. It's not a good sign for Antonio Gibson, who, of course, had the critical fumble, but again, mm. that's a continuation of what Ron Rivera and Scott Turner and the whole entire coaching staff saw last year. Yeah, exactly. That and that I think is the important thing to remember here. Like this isn't, you know, I think everybody would love to just kind of like wipe the slate clean. Mm -hmm. It's a new year, like new year, new me, and all those other things, right? But at the end of the day, when you're when you're talking about building a football team, this team had some very specific issues that led to a seven win season, non playoff appearance, all those things last year. And that is what this team went out to address in free agency and trades in NFL draft and all those things. And you look at just, just running down the list, right? You bring in Carson Wentz, uh, who has a better track record than any quarterback they had on roster as far as leading a team uh, and success. And then you have the intangibles, the arm strength and, and all those things with the athleticism. You look at Brian Robinson and this team's inability to really kind of hammer home in, in the running game and also have a true three down back that can do a little bit of everything. Uh, completely for Darian Mathis with the with the with the situation up front. And we've seen some multiple looks already from this defense that are that are pretty exciting. And then just go down the list, right? Every single pick on this roster you can attribute to something that helped derail last year. Even even Cole Turner, the tight end, when you already have Logan Thomas and John Bates who did really well. Well, Logan Thomas ends up injured and missing a significant chunk of the season. So you bring another tight end to give you depth and insurance against that very type of thing. So these all pointed to one certain direction. So when those problems come back up, right, then this team has already provided themselves insurance for if those things were to come back up and what good is insurance if you don't ever use it, right? So Brian Robinson Jr., basically the insurance for, look, if, if ball control becomes a problem, if, if ball handling becomes a problem from the running back position, we have a guy who at Alabama had loads of carries and no fumbles. Like that's exactly why they went out and got this guy. And we saw it twice in, in practice leading up to uh, game week against Carolina Panthers, and then we see it in the game, second drive of the game, and and Chris, it takes you right back to week one of 2021 against the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm -hmm. You're 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 competitive. You're in your own end. You fumble the ball. Two plays later, right? The Carolina Panthers are celebrating a touchdown. Uh, it's just something that can't can't happen uh, and continue to happen. So, you know, I said on yesterday's episode, my ex expectation was that the Washington Commanders were going to roll with AG with AG as the starter number one running back for probably another week into the Kansas City game. And basically, that would kind of be the last straw if, if something like this were to happen. Not so much because of AG, but more so because you don't want to thrust the rookie into the starting job, RB1 job, before he's fully ready. Because, again, a rookie, like you put him in that starting job, 
he goes out there and gets you know whooped by Kansas City, and then you have to pull him back a little bit. That's much worse than right. being patient uh, and, and all those things. But he was in, like you said, he was in personal protection in special teams on Tuesday in the spot. This is this is critical in the spot that Brian Robinson has been in up until Tuesday. Like that's like that is the most blatant. Mm-hmm. Brian number eight was there. Now number twenty four is there instead, and Brian Robinson is waiting to do team drills. That's the most important thing. So what we have to determine somehow yeah. is, is it just a message to wake yeah. Antonio up? Yeah. Or is this like a legitimate demotion and this is what we should expect moving forward? And David, I, I got to be honest with you. Right now, I think it's just a message until I see mm-hmm. more, more data, more information. And what I mean by that is if I see Brian Robinson start Saturday afternoon at Arrowhead, either ahead of both J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson, that's all the data I need, at least for right now. If I see J.D. McKissick out there to start the game, then, of course, we have to pay attention to which which running back comes in next, which wouldn't technically be the starter, but you know what I'm talking about. And and then, again, we'll have a clearer sign because what you do in practice – is a little bit different than what may come out in a game. But I think they are very, very, very frustrated. I, I yeah. know they are. Uh, I, I I know they are. Right. <laughs> I've had and that's, conversations with people behind the scenes. They yeah. are beyond uh, you know, frustrated. Uh, yeah. with them, you know, Scott Turner said the same thing. He said he called it wasted possessions. And yep. he's right. He said the running back's job the first thing is to protect the football, not to get you know seven or eight extra yards, not to make it look pretty, not to dance, not to hesitate. Protect, protect the football, the and that's all they're asking really for him to do. Absolutely. No, And but you bring up a good point because that's something that – so at practice on Tuesday, while AG wasn't necessarily getting all the first-team reps, it was J.D. McKissick getting more of the first-team reps that mm-hmm. I noticed, right? And so Brian Robinson was in there, but Brian Robinson's always been in. Like, B. like they've always had the three backs getting reps with Carson Wentz back right. there. But I kind of noticed that it was J.D. Now, during an install period, it was Antonio Gibson right. in the install with Carson Wentz. So I think that is important. So I do. I think that we're basically on a final notice type of thing here, right? Like Antonio Gibson, like – Right now, you're living at the top of the depth chart. You're living in the penthouse. It's great. You have a great view and all those things. This is your final notice. And if you if you violate this final notice, you're getting evicted and somebody else is moving into your job. And I think that was done very deliberately because if Brian Robinson's taking all the first team reps, Chris, this conversation is completely different, right? But because it's JD and Brian's getting sprinkled in there, but Antonio Gibson, like this, the word's going to come out. Everybody's going to hear about it. Antonio's going to get asked about it. But I know Brian Robinson got asked about it today. Like, I think it is exactly it's it's an attention grabber, but it's an attention grabber that is going to lead to real change if it doesn't do the trick for AG and he doesn't get his act together. Yeah, you know, just one more note, uh, you know, on on this is nobody is rooting for Antonio Gibson to fail or struggle. Right. Nobody. We all understand he came here as an unnatural running back. And that he's still gaining traction, still learning the position. What's weird about all of this, David, he didn't fumble in his rookie year. And then the problem started. So you would have almost expected the opposite. And as a matter of fact, he had 11 touchdowns in an injury shortened and hampered first and your rookie season. So you thought, oh, okay. So again, the psychology and the mentality of an athlete 
it, it's really hard to kind of figure these out. And and the only way, it's not Ron Rivera and Scott Turner and, and Randy Jordan playing mind games. It's, hey, we have to get his, we have to get his attention. We have to get him to change because he's still not changing what we've been asking him to do. So the only way to do that is to reduce playing time. And it, quite honestly, if they weren't doing it, we'd be criticizing them for not doing it. So this That's is true. the right thing to do, in my opinion. No, absolutely. It, it is. It has absolutely. But again, AG's got all the talent in the world. You know what I mean? Like you hate it for him from a personality standpoint, but from a business standpoint, you got to hold on to the ball, man. So I, I mean, everybody, I think everybody's pulling for him, you know, as much as you can right. uh, to, to get it together. But, you know, the writing is on the wall and it's up to him to erase it. No doubt. All right. Coming up, we wrap it up with profootballfocus.com and their grades for Saturday's preseason opener. You're going to be stunned how Sam Howell finished. Just telling you. But first, our friends at betonline.net. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find out all of your favorite sports and events at your number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, all the NFL preseason action, including the Commanders at Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Also the NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be your number one online resource for all your sports wagering information, including live in-game betting. That's right, scores and podcasts. They have you covered. So head on to Bet Online today. Maybe throw down a few bucks on the commanders on the road as the road dogs and see if they can control that new look ish Kansas City offense. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening elsewhere today at Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, our final segment here of the Locked On Commanders podcast for this Wednesday. It's Tuesday. We're broadcasting live on YouTube, but it is our Wednesday episode. So if you're listening to us, it'll be a Wednesday download. Uh, So we appreciate you. No matter how you're watching or listening to this, uh, Washington offensive coordinator Scott Turner will be calling plays from the sidelines this year. Uh, that at least that is the plan. Ron Rivera and Scott both talked about that on Tuesday. We're going to be talking about that very topic tomorrow. So make sure you come back through, uh, join Chris and I for that conversation. Uh, we're going to have plenty to say about that. But today we've got plenty to say about grades because Chris, the Washington Commanders were in action on Saturday. Unfortunately, they did lose to the Carolina Panthers and Pro Football Focus as they do, as they've become famous for doing, graded and judged the players on the field, the highest graded defensive commander on the field, as we all predicted, the world famous household name, Stephen Parker, who had a 90.8, overall grade, 87.3 in coverage with three tackles, no receptions allowed on three targets. And I'll tell you, he's, he's made a couple of uh, good plays in, in practices since the game as well. No doubt. He was the young safety involved, uh, if you remember, where he, he he came up, 
hit the Carolina quarterback. I think it was still PJ Walker at the point and his helmet went flying off. That's how yeah. hard he hit him. Now, sometimes that happens. That's not always an indication of how, but he popped him. If you remember yeah, the play, that was a tough hit. he certainly stood out. Now I didn't notice him as much in coverage as PFF did. Uh, maybe I missed it. It's okay. I, I'm not a scout. I'm not. An, I'm not grading every single snap. Uh, but they have him again, zero for three in terms of targets. So good job by Stephen Parker. Did you know who the highest graded offensive player was, David? I mean, I would have guessed probably either Brian Robinson or Sam Howell. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. Uh, we'll get to Sam Howell in a second, but would you have thought it could be Willie Beavers? Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest, no. <laughs> Willie <laughs> Willie Beavers with a 90.3 out of 100 overall grade and a 93.4 out of 100 in run blocking. Now, it's only 11 run block snaps. According to PFF, 26 pass block snaps because, right. of course, they were behind when he was playing throughout much of the second half. All right, we'll take your word for it, Willie Beavers. Okay, now the second highest offensive player, David, here's a problem. He was cut today. He's no longer on the team. That was Deion Calhoun, the guard. He was the number two overall graded offensive player. But here's the good news. We talked about the offensive line and how good they were and keeping Carson Wentz clean on uh, the postgame edition. And I think uh, the Monday edition, I, or at least I talked about it, I should say, uh, while you were on special assignment. I'm, uh, but Sam Cosme, Charles Leno and Andrew Norwell, the three starters that actually played in the game, they were number three, four, and five in terms of top overall cumulative grades. So that's yeah. that that's good for those guys before we get to Sam Howell. Yeah, absolutely. You, you love to see that, you know what I mean? And the offensive line just continues to kind of get healthier. Andrew Norwell, unfortunately, hasn't practiced this week, so you hope to see him back out there. But, you know, Trey Turner is 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 now back with the team, you know, off of off of his indicator or off of his his classification that he's been on so far. Uh, you know, Chase Roulier is getting more and more involved in everything that's going on. Um, we did see Sam, Sam Cosme get rolled up a little bit today, but he seems to be fine. Um, that's good. Of course, we also had Sam Howell get rolled up. Uh, at the end of practice, that's not what you want to see, but he appears uh, to be fine as well. He was throwing the ball after practice, which he's done uh, at least the last couple of days um, consecutively, so still looked good and and all that. But you love to see the offensive line grading out very well. Um, but yeah, Deion Calhoun, just uh, a grain of salt real quick before we get to Sam, for everybody out there, like before we, we completely take uh, preseason grades out of context, uh, your NFL leading passer after one week in the preseason, Chris? Kyle Trask, uh, quarterback number three for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, again, it's preseason. They're important, but it's not critical. And, and like you said, you see the second highest graded offensive player in Washington getting cut in the first batch. Right. And also, just a note, also Wes, Wes Schweitzer was also, I think, banged up at the end of Tuesday, yes. uh, Wednesday's practice. So, you know, that's a, a situation we're going to have to keep uh, an eye on. I think Ron said his hip, uh, right. if memory serves me correct. All right. Yep. So here we get to Sam Howell real quickly. He was the third lowest rated <laughs> player on offense, according to PFF, with a 49.1 overall grade and a 43.7 passing grade, David, just ahead of Kelvin Harmon and Antonio Gibson. Is there any way for you to unpack that? I mean, the only the only thing I mean, you know, the 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 completion rate, you know, nine out of sixteen, it's not it's not amazing. You know what I mean? His overall quarterback rating, eighty six point seven. 
but 145 yards, you know, no touchdown passes, great and no interceptions. I just kind of wonder though, like, you know, for, from a quarterback perspective, especially an athletic quarterback, like how much do you take the good decision-making to tuck the ball and run? And then not only that, but that what was a 17 yard touchdown run. Like, like he made a play, he set up a defender. Like he showed field vision, football IQ. I mean, that was an impressive play by young Sam Howe. I don't know, you know, how they grade exactly. And although, and honestly, if they look at it and he tucked and ran and they see an open receiver on the field, they may actually ding him for something like that. Again, the process is kind of unique to them. So it, it depends on how they how they grade those things. Um, something that I wanted to uh, to ask uh, Coach Vera today, but I, I had a radio call, so I, I wasn't able uh, to get it in there. You, you remember Malik Willis? Um, he got pulled by Mike Vrabel in the Tennessee Titans preseason opener because they told him specifically, look, dude, we want to see you throw. We need to see your decision-making process, how you go through progression. We need to see you as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he basically, I don't, I don't want to say refused, as in like was, you know, uh, standing up and saying, no, I will not throw the ball. But basically, he was using his athleticism too much in an evaluation period. So he said, look, if you're just going to run around, we know you can run around, get on the get on the bench. We're not going to keep you out there if that's what you're going to do. I actually right. kind of wonder, you know, do does Washington want to see Sam stay in the pocket, throw the ball more? How do they feel about him running around uh, as much as he had? Because he also runs around in practice from time to time. And I, I kind of want to get a little bit of clarification on that. And then I also want to ask Sam how he kind of feels about his processing and all those things. So just some interesting stuff. I don't have a problem with what Sam did in any way, shape, or form. But again, the coaches, specifically in preseason, because this is an evaluation period, So like, hey, Sam, we know you can run. We know you can do all those things. Love it. Let's see you go through the progressions, make decisions, fire the ball in there. Uh, you know, Even if it's an interception, we'll live with it as long as we're learning from it. Uh, interesting perspective, and I think you might be on to something. Uh, number one. Number two, I would say we also know he can throw. We don't know if he can process everything and read everything and anticipate. (laughs) So those are the things that you have to really kind of look at. And that's the things that the coaches need. There were a couple of bad throws as part of those, what, Mm -hmm. seven incompletions. There was one on the sideline that almost got intercepted. Uh, There was the last one on the final drive with like 20 seconds left. Whatever. I mean, like, don't get your knickers in a twist about this stuff, guys. Uh, It's just, you know, an arbitrary grading system but it does provide us with some conversation and interesting context. context. Absolutely. All right. We want to thank you guys for joining us live right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Uh, We want to thank you for making, again, the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and first watch of the day. Come on back for the next episode. We will uh, tackle that Scott Turner issue because there's some interesting, again, complexities, if you will, and some benefits to Scott Turner being on the sideline. We will hit that on the next edition. Now make the Locked On Fantasy Football uh, podcast your second listen and watch. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise at a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. If you want to hop in on the voicemail line, it's 301-615-3577 or Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, who is covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com, Fan Nation. Uh, and I am Chris Russell, along with uh, Pete Medhurst. We make up the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.